0: Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 15 me Try and the Dutch Earth Eater. I'm Maria Calanchini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And in today's episode, the main goop is Me Try, who is named because he always says, Let me try. He always wants to be the first one to try and do everything, even when it isn't his turn. Lemme Try ends up going to Holland and being pursued by a very angry Dutch tulip farmer in an Earth Eater. So listen to the story and find out what happens. And at the end of the story, I'm going to tell you how you can see all the photos that go with Lemme Try and the Dutch Earth Eater. And you're going to be able to see an Earth Eater. So stay tuned, and I will see you on the other side. Lummy Try and the Dutch Earth Eater Lummy Try was his mother's pride. He could be lovely when he tried. He washed his face and combed his hair and put his things away with care. At play, his manners were the worst. He always wished to do it first. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was a very playful and very tidy little goop boy named Lemmytry. Lemmytry's room was so neat and well-kept that his mother never had to ask him to clean it up. He always washed his face, combed his hair, and brushed his teeth, so his mother never had to ask him to tidy up. You may think that Let Me Try was a perfect little goop, but you would be wrong. Unfortunately, Let Me Try had an awful habit of always wanting to be the first at everything. If there was a new ice cream flavor, Let Me Try would grab the scooper away from his mother and say, Let Me Try! If he was at a birthday party and one of the other goops got a new toy, he would grab it and say, let me try. Once, he was out at the park with Dowanu, who was flying his kite. Let me Ran up to Dowanu, grabbed the kite out of his hands, and said, "Let me try." As he grabbed it, the kite slipped out of his hands and flew off into the sky. Dowanu was furious, and he shoved Let try out of the way as he ran off after his kite. Lemme Try always carried around his favorite little toy windmill. It was gold and white, and the slightest wind would make it spin round and round. He believed the windmill brought him good luck, and he never let it go. One very windy day, Lemme Try decided to go down to a nearby river and see how strong the wind was. He was hoping it would be strong enough to spin his windmill so quickly that it would pick him up and allow him to fly. As he headed down to the river, he ran into his little goop friend, Fidgetta, who was, as usual, carrying her little red flag. Come on, Fidgetta! he called. Let's go down to the river where it's even windier. Maybe we'll be able to fly. So Fidgetta and Lummitri went down to the river together With their flag and windmill. The river was roaring and moving at the fastest pace they had ever seen. I want to fly, said Lemmytry as he held up his windmill. It spun around and around faster than a tornado, but it didn't pick him up off the ground. Lemmytry held it even higher, and it spun faster and faster, but still his feet didn't leave the ground. Then Fajetta held up her tiny red flag, and it flapped and flapped in the wind, but her feet didn't leave the ground either. As Try watched her, he thought maybe the wind would pick him up if he held the flag and the windmill together. So he reached out and grabbed for Fajetta's flag and said, Let me try." Fajetta was furious. It was her flag, after all. She held on tight to her flag as he grabbed again and said, Lemme try. No, said Fajetta. It's mine and you can't just grab it like that. Fajetta's protests didn't deter Lemme try. He reached again, but this time he lost his footing on the riverbank and he slid right down into the roaring rapids. Lemme try landed in the freezing cold water and the river scooped him up and carried him away in its tumultuous waters. Tri had never been so petrified in his life. He could barely keep his head above water, and his arms were flailing as he tried to stay afloat. As he flung his arms and his windmill around, a huge gust of wind came and spun the windmill so hard it plucked Tri from the water and flew him high above the river and far, far away from Fajetta and Goopworld. Lumetri looked far below as Fajetta disappeared and his heart thumped louder. Chapter 2 Lumetri desperately clung to his tiny windmill as it spun faster and faster and higher and higher. The river below turned into a tiny blue speck. He thought to himself how he shouldn't have tried to snatch Vegeta's flag, and he was sorry he did, but it was too late. As he tumbled along with the wind, he looked at his windmill, tight within his grasp, and thought to himself, I wish I had a bigger windmill! At that exact moment, the wind sucked him into a vortex and spun him so quickly, that he couldn't see a thing. Lemmy Try could feel the wind wrap tight around him and suck him in, 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 and then give him spin after spin. He couldn't move. There was nothing he could do but grip his windmill with all his might. Just when Lemmytry didn't think he could hold on any longer, he felt himself being released and he popped right out of the vortex and landed in a field of red and yellow tulips. He looked up, and there in front of him was the biggest windmill he had ever seen. Lummi Try had landed right in the middle of a Dutch tulip field, and was now in Holland, the land of windmills, wooden shoes, cheese, and tulips. He was elated. He had never seen a windmill of this size, and it was spectacular. He hopped up and ran over to the windmill. He wanted to see how such a huge windmill worked from the inside out. There was a door with a heart on it at the bottom of the windmill. So let me try knocked, but there was no answer. He knocked again, and still no answer. Even though he knew he shouldn't, he thought to himself, let me just try and he turned the door handle. The little door creaked open, and in he went, underneath the enormous windmill. Let me try found himself in a windmill room full of large wooden cogs. The cogs were the gears turning round and round inside the windmill that made it move. He was so excited, as he had never seen anything like this before, Just as he was about to touch one of the cogs, he heard a pssst. He froze and looked around, but didn't see anyone. Then he heard it again, pssst. The sound seemed to be coming from outside, so Lemmy Try looked out the door, and still no one. Pssst. This time he saw something moving in the bushes outside the windmill. Not too far away. Lemmytry could see a young deer moving away through the bushes. "'You need to get out of there,' called the deer. "'Why? I just wanted to try to,' said Lemmytry. But before he could finish his sentence, the deer said, "'Quick, follow me now. He's coming, and if he catches you, he will put you in his earth-eater.'" Lemmmery didn't know who the deer was talking about, or what an earth-eater was, but it didn't sound good, so he ran out after the deer and followed him into the nearby woods when they were a safe distance away from the windmill. The deer, whose name was Ree, turned to Lemmiry and said, That was Farmer Boss, that was his windmill you went in. He is the meanest, most cold-blooded tulip farmer in all of Holland, and no one is allowed in his windmill. He will know you were in there, and he will come looking for you. Chapter 3 Lemaitre stared at Rhee and was frozen for just a few moments before he managed to blurt out was an earth eater? Ree cocked her head, stared at Lemmy Tri with a bewildered look. Then she asked, You don't know what an earth eater is? Um, no, said Lemmy Tri. It's the machine that the tulip farmers use to harvest all their tulips. It's big and loud, and they drive it through the fields and it chops the tulips right off the ground. If you got caught in it, it would cut you in half. Try looked at his little windmill and wondered how he could get the wind to pick him up and carry him back to Goop World and far away from Farmer Boss. How will he know it was me who went in the windmill? asked Try with fear in his voice. Ree decided it was time to tell him the truth. She wasn't sure whether or not Lemmytry would believe her, but she told him anyway. There is a tiny pair of bewitched clogs that sit outside Farmer Boss's windmill. They just sit there in the grass, day in and day out, and they can see everything. They are under a spell, and they have no choice but to tell Farmer Boss the truth. When he comes home today and sees the door of the windmill is open, he will know that someone has been in there. Then he will look around and he will know that someone touched the cogs of his windmill. Then he will ask the little yellow clogs who was there. They will have no choice but to tell him. They will describe you and the direction that you went in. And I promise you that Farmer Boss will come after you. Lemmy Try didn't know what to say. He was trying to digest everything that Ree had told him and he was desperately trying to think of an escape plan. But nothing came to mind. What about if we just steal the clogs and hide them? asked Lemmy Try. He will call out to them with his secret word, and they will have to answer him, no matter where they are, answered Rhee. This wasn't sounding hopeful at all, and Lemmy Try was getting more worried by the minute. He didn't know what to do, and all he could think of was to run further and faster. As if she could read his thoughts, Ree said, Running away won't help. He can always find you. But what can I do then? asked Lemmy Try. Ree wanted to help, but didn't know what to say. She was young, and although she was quite clever, she had never had to outwit Farmer Boss and the bewitched clogs. They sat in silence thinking, until Rhi said, I have an idea, but we'll have to move quickly. What is it? asked Lemmy Try. There's a beautiful tulip garden not too far from here. It is safe from all the tulip farmers, and it is watched over by two giant hands. The hands are full of wisdom and power, and they may be our only hope they may have a solution. Two giant hands. It seemed so strange and maybe just a little bit magical. Where are these hands? asked Lemmy Try. They are in a clearing across the woods. We must hurry if we are to make it there and get their help. Farmer Boss could come back at any time if the clogs call out to him. Quick, get on my back and I will take you. Chapter 4 Lemmy Tri hopped on Rhee's back as she flew through the woods like a fairy. He felt like he was flying. Rhee's movements were so quick and light and swift. Lemmy Try felt like a feather being pulled through the wind. He quickly tucked his little windmill under his hat as he didn't want to lose it. It wasn't long before they arrived at the Tulip Garden. It was a magnificent, forest carpet made of every color imaginable. There were rows of royal blue tulips surrounded by bright yellow daffodils and blue hyacinth. Lemmy could feel the magic emanating from the garden. In the center, there were two giant hands emerging from large pots. The hands were covered in the colors of the flowers they watched over. Bright green, sky blue, lemon yellow, vibrant pink, and a brilliant orange. Re gently lowered Lemitri to the ground and urged him to ask the hands for help. Go quickly. We have no time to lose, she whispered. Lemitri walked over to the hands and explained his situation. He told them all about playing with Fajetta down by the river and grabbing her flag and how he wandered into Farmer Boss's windmill when he knew he shouldn't have. He knew he had to tell everything in order to get help. The hands listened quietly until he finished his story. When Lemmy Try was finally finished, one of the hands silently reached out and motioned for him to come forward. Lemmy Try walked closer with a bit of trepidation. When he was just inches from the hand, he stopped and stared, not knowing what to do next. The hand said, I can tell you how to get out of this mess, if you can tell me why you got into it. Let me try knew exactly why he got into it, and he didn't hesitate to tell the truth. He had no time to lose. I grabbed at things, and I touched things I shouldn't have, just because I wanted to be first. I know it was wrong, but I did it anyway, he blurted out. That was all the hand needed to hear. She told Rhee and Lemmy Try that they must go and find a pair of clogs exactly like the clogs outside Farmer Boss's windmill, and they must put them in the place of the bewitched pair in order to fool Farmer Boss, if only for a while. They had to do it before he came home again, She told them that when Farmer Boss arrived home, he would surely ask the clogs who was in his windmill, but they wouldn't answer because they couldn't. He will ask, and they won't answer. When he finally realizes he has been fooled, he will call out loudly to his bewitched clogs, and they will answer, no matter where they are. And then the hand looked at Lemmytry. And said, by that time, you will have to find a way back to Goop World, or Farmer Boss will find you. Let me try thanked the hands and looked at Re. Will you still help me? he asked. Of course I will, she sweetly replied. So off they went back to Farmer Boss's windmill. As they approached, they heard the earth eater. Farmer Boss was in a nearby field harvesting tulips. Ree stayed at the edge of the woods just out of sight. She told Lemmy try to get off her back and sneak through the grass and over to the clogs. He did as he was told and lay on his belly and crawled through the grass. Lemmy quickly grabbed the little yellow bewitched clogs and scooted back to Ree, who was quietly waiting. He was just about to hop on her back when they heard Farmer Boss turn off the earth-eater, and it was dead silent. Chapter 5 Try looked at Ree. He knew they didn't have a moment to lose. He didn't even bother to look back at Farmer Boss and see what he was up to. Re flew through the woods and straight for the marketplace, with Try clinging to her back clutching the little yellow clogs and his windmill. Ree had them at the marketplace as fast as lightning. The marketplace had booth after booth full of clogs. There were clogs of every color, shape, and size imaginable. There were keychain clogs and giant clogs, clogs for babies, and clogs so large only a giant could wear them. There were red clogs, yellow clogs, green clogs, white clogs with blue flowers and blue clogs with white flowers. Everywhere they looked, there were clogs. At first, Try was excited, because there were so many clogs. But after searching several booths, he began to lose hope. Where would he find the yellow clogs, just like the ones that Farmer Boss had? He looked around and saw yet another pair of yellow clogs. But this time, it wasn't just one pair. It was pair after pair. There was a whole pile of them. Yellow clogs were piled on top of yellow clogs. Try felt hopeful, but after closer examination, he realized they weren't quite right. They were perfect yellow clogs, but the design was just a little bit different from the bewitched pair. He and Re dug through the pile, pair after pair, Losing hope along the way, until finally, at the very bottom of the pile, they found a pair that was an exact match to the little bewitched clogs. Let me try quickly Exchanged the clogs and took off on top of Ree's back. They raced through the forest and arrived back at the windmill. Off in the distance, they could see Farmer Boss bending over his earth eater, tinkering with something. Lemme try crept into the grass and replaced the clogs just in the nick of time. Farmer Boss had hopped back into his earth eater and was plowing through a field of red tulips, scooping them all up. He was headed straight back for the windmill. As Lemme Try crept back to read, they watched as Farmer Boss approached his windmill. He opened the door and they heard him shout, who was in my windmill? There was only silence. He shouted again, and still silence. Then they saw him come out and stand hovering over the clogs as he shouted once more, Who was in my windmill? The clogs didn't answer, of course, because they couldn't. Let me try. looked at Rhi. She knew he didn't have much time to make an escape before Farmer Boss discovered the truth. Re motioned for him to hop on her back for the final time. She ran through the forest as they listened to Farmer Boss shout over and over, Who, who was, in was in my windmill? 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 Lemmytry was scared. Re ran to the edge of the most shimmering and glorious riverbank and told Lemmytry to hop off and hold his windmill high, as high as he could. He did, and within seconds, the wind whipped him up and away as he watched the tulip gardens turn into tiny dots of color beneath him. He swirled and twirled until he was gently deposited back in Goop World. Somewhere in Holland, Farmer Boss was calling out to his yellow clogs, but Lemmy Try was far, far Away, he was back in Goopworld, and could hardly wait to tell Fajetta all about his adventures in Holland. But he would have to wait, as Fajetta was trapped in the Blue Grotto of Capri, being chased by a sea monster. But that is a tale for another time. <laughs> So I hope you enjoyed Let Me Try and the Dutch Earth Eater. And if you did, I would love it if you would go to iTunes and subscribe to Goop Tales and leave me a review so I can keep on writing and producing Goop Tales. So now it's your turn to write and to see the photos that go with this story. Just go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 15. That's the number 1515, gooptails.com forward slash episode 15. And that page, you will be able to see all of the photos that go with Me Try and the Dutch Earth Eater. And you'll actually be able to see a picture of the Dutch Earth Eater. And on that page, I invite you to ignite your imagination and to download the first half of this story... And then to write your own story ending and get Let Me Try out of Holland and Back to Goop World. And you can submit your story ending for publication on gooptales.com. Just go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 1515. And I will see you next time in Fijeta and the Blue Grotto. Until then, make every day a goop day.